0: What's good Redskins fans, back at you once again with another video. You know, today I wanted to come on and talk a little bit about where the Redskins roster is sitting currently. And of course, keeping in mind that the Redskins have seven draft picks in this month's NFL draft, that they'll obviously add, you know, pieces to this list. I just want to look at where we're at right now, period. A lot of these uh, positions, I think, are going to be kind of cut and dry, so to speak, as they head into camp. You know, and we're at a real big disadvantage this offseason with the way everything's going on with this virus and everything, because we have no opportunities to get in and get this offseason program in. As of right now, we are behind schedule, because I believe the first day of practices for teams with new coaches would have been the day before yesterday. So things are going to be a little odd this offseason, and teams with new coaches are definitely at a disadvantage. Now, hopefully... They will allow them to be able to communicate, you know, through online features and, you know, kind of do things that way. You know, at quarterback, I feel like the media will probably try to make something out of this with the Redskins and try to get something, you know, to be able to to get them some clicks and whatnot. But this is Dwayne Haskins' job to lose. I realize that Alex Smith is trying to come back from a massive injury. I just Until he actually does it, I feel like he's not even in the conversation. And I realize that Kyle Long already knows the offense. And I realize that um, Rivera actually made a comment yesterday stating something towards the lines of, you know, he knows that Long would be able to go immediately if they needed somebody to go. Just snap of the finger, you know. Does not matter to me. Dwayne Haskins is going to win the starting job with the Washington Redskins. Cut and dry. You can call it a hot take. You can call it just a take if you want. Rivera's pretty much done everything but say it at this point. But, you know, he's already stated he's not afraid to, you know, start young players. And, and you know, this is just, you know, uh, should be hints and clues to everybody that's paying attention that, you know, the young guys are going to at least get a shot. And, and Haskins is going to get his shot at least to be able to show what he has. You know, that running back... I feel like it's it's not as you know much suspense, so to speak. Um, everybody knows that Adrian Peterson is that guy. Everybody knows what Darius Geist can do if he can stay healthy, but he hasn't been able to so far. So I feel like the expectation level is probably decreased a little bit for Geist, even though he is a second-round pick and the organization itself has uh, kind of put themselves behind him a little, and it it's pretty obvious that they want him to do well, and so do I. He's one of my favorite players already. I like the guy. I like his openness. Now, I, I will say that eventually that may end up hurting him down the road, because some fans aren't, you know, nice people. they They're, they're, they're kind of ugly towards people, but um, I really like the kid. He's open. He's He's got a great sense of humor and a great personality, and he can play football really well. I just wish that he could get around these injuries. I, you know, Three games, I think he's been hurt twice in those three games. I mean, it's, it's starting to look bad. Uh, Bryce Love, I've said this before, the guy has yet to take an NFL snap, and he's going into year two, and I'm not even certain if he's really even taken a real practice yet. You know? And then J.D. McKissick, who I feel like could be a guy that could really add to the situation. He's a pass-catching back who um, is kind of shifty. He's got some got some quick speed. You know, I don't, I don't really know if he's really got long speed, but I feel like he could be somebody if he could stay healthy. And then Peyton Barber, who actually was the um, the Tampa Bay Bucs' leading running back heading into last year. I feel like that group still has something to prove to us, you know what I mean? And they probably will add some people to the list there, and um, heading into camp, you know, maybe it's a couple camp bodies, I know that uh, Randy Jordan tends to like to stack what he's got in there, he'll probably have at least one or two more. And you know, at wide receiver, what I see is a whole bunch of young guys, I mean it, it really is, but everybody knows that the Redskins have been trying to add a wide receiver this offseason, or at least that they... You know, they thought they could find one in Amari Cooper, and they offered him a boatload of cash, and he pretty much did what everybody was expecting and re-signed with Dallas. Kind of used us a little bit maybe to up the ante a little, but, you know, Washington swung and missed on that one. Make that Rivera's first swing and miss, but everybody knows that Terry McLaurin is our top guy. There's a little bit of a debate on whether or not Steven Sims is going to end up being a slot receiver or maybe even a number two, depending on what they can find in the draft or depending on what you know maybe other guys can do stepping up. Personally, I feel like Kelvin Harmon should be given a chance to play for that second spot, but we're going to see how that all works out. You know, a lot of fans have been watching Cam Sims for a couple seasons now, thinking he's going to break out. You know, I actually think that maybe Cody Latimer actually might have a chance himself to, to to be able to step in and get some some work. Um, Darvin Kidsey last year was looking like he could maybe break free at some point. He's got some decent speed. And one guy that I've accidentally left off the list here, but you can't forget about, is Trey Quinn. He was actually the starting slot guy before injury set him back last season. Be interesting to see which direction that'll go with Ron Rivera. And how they'll use him. You know, Sims took his job, but if they use Sims as the two, then Quinn could play the three rather well, I think. I know that uh, Jake Gruden loved him. Um, a few guys I don't really know anything about Emmanuel Hall, Jordan Vesey, Jester Wee. I really don't know those guys, but who's to say that they couldn't step up and do something? You know, I mean, the roster is deep and young at the wide receiver position. Problem is, is that, you know, there's really no guys that we can really count on there beyond the second or third options you know at left tackle it's such a hole right now and it really has been for a while you know there's a lot of talk maybe Donald Penn comes back I don't know how that's all going to work out Penn is is pretty old and you know I'm not going to say he was completely ineffective last year but he definitely wasn't what we were looking for Trent Williams continues to be a um, you know a thorn in the side so to speak He made so much noise about wanting things different and things changed a little bit. Now he's not even willing to talk anymore. He wants to be paid top-tier dollar. And Rivera yesterday basically said that um, Shrimp was still a Washington Redskin as far as the the rosters went. And they were just trying to feel that whole situation out. So I don't really know what to expect. I mean, maybe he doesn't get traded. Washington is not going to take some low ball offer and, and run with it because the way they look at it is is if he, if he leaves in free agency next year they'll get at least a third or a fourth round you know draft pick um, with a comp pick or whatever but beyond you know beyond him at left tackle it's it's really thin Jeron Christian senior who we probably should have saw something by now if we were going to see something hopefully he's going to step up and show us something this year timone Paris. big question mark there. He was the guy that stepped in last year that was undrafted. And Cornelius Lucas, who was a swing tackle in Chicago uh, last year. And we're going to see what exactly he will do with the Redskins in 2020. His role has been undetermined so far. You know, and and like I said, the left tackle spot really scares me because this is the guy that's going to cover Dwayne Haskins' blind side. I mean, bringing Trent back, is he really in it to win it? I mean, you know, is he going to is he really going to do his job hundred percent if we bring him back? I think he would because he's a professional, but he's showing that he's not really that much a professional off the field right now by just not getting this piece of business done. If he just would lower his asking price a little bit, as far as what kind of contract he wanted, it'd be a whole lot easier for the Redskins to trade him. And that's just my opinion. You know, I realize he's getting up there in years and he wants to be able to make his last contract, but I mean, he's really risking making himself look a fool here as well. Like, the Redskins hold all the cards here. He could be set out a year, and we could find him. I think it's like $50,000 per day. I mean, that would add up real quick, you know. So, it's whatever. Moving on. Left guard. Man, you know, this is another one. Like, where do we go there? But we have a lot of young options and a uh, and a couple of uh, of veteran you know guys that they brought in. West Martin appears to be sitting in the driver's seat with Wes Schweitzer sitting right next to him, riding shotgun. And I feel like those two guys are going to really kind of battle it out heading through camp, if they have a camp. And to really determine who's going to start at left guard, you know, I, I, they're going to have to battle it out and figure it out. And I feel like Jeremy Vojnic is just. There, you know, we don't really know where he's gonna sit at yet, whether he's gonna be on the left side or the right side. Maybe some talk about Ross Piersbacher. You know, where does he transition to? I know he played a little bit of center last year. Maybe he transitions to one of the guards because that is a more natural position for him. Who knows? Question marks abound on this offensive line. You know, with Eric Flowers leaving, yeah, we saved some money, but it, it kind of threw us into kind of a what are we going to do kind of situation. I will tell you, I think Chase Roulier could shift over and play one of the guard spots, but he has played pretty decently at center. He's been actually our most dependable offensive lineman the last couple of seasons. But if he were to shift over, you could have Piercebacher at center who played a lot of games with Alabama through a lot of those good seasons with all those championship teams. So it's a lot of you know, serious question marks running around right now. And the Redskins have a new offensive line coach coming in this year. Things are going to be interesting to say the least. And I'm going to be talking about that offensive line quite a bit in the coming, you know, weeks, months. Um, So, you know, stay tuned on that one. You know, over at right guard, I already kind of spoke on the guard position Uh, right guard is kind of, you know, secure because you have Brandon Sheriff there, although he has had some injuries. So you have to be safe, and sure, and that's why they brought in Vojnovic again. And hopefully these guys can stay healthy and show us what they really got. You know, They got Sheriff signed to a, a, a franchise tender, and they're still trying to get a long-term contract worked out with him. Good news on that end is that he actually has been very vocal, saying that he wants to spend the rest of his career with the Redskins. So we'll see how this all turns out. But the problem is, I believe that Morgan Moses probably needs to be replaced himself. And, you know, I know that there are some Morgan Moses stands running around that really think that the team should stick with Moses and that several of his issues have come from not having any help. I don't really know what to say to that a lot of times. All I see is a lot of holding penalties and a lot of guys running around his other side. But that's just my opinion. Um, right behind him, we have Jeron Christian Sr. And like I said before, if Christian could just get his act together, we probably could have less of a hole at the tackle spot, but until he does or until we find someone else, we're going to have to deal with what we got. Now, Cornelius Lucas, once again, is the wild card here. He played swing tackle with the Bears. Don't really know how this is all going to turn out with him, but the Redskins brought him in thinking that he could do something. Now, in the perfect world, he would play swing tackle here and be like, you know, the kind of like the modern Ty and Seki like nowadays, uh, but obviously that's you know, neither here or there yet, and behind him, you got Paul Adams, I don't know a whole lot about Adams, but he's there, and then in my opinion, the biggest question mark probably on the roster is that tight end with Jeremy Sprinkle, who has been just disappointing, I mean, in my opinion, he never really, I never really thought he was going to be all pro, but the guy really drops a lot of passes, and it's always in inopportune times, and it's just, Kind of, you know, boils my blood, and I'm sure I'm not the only one out there that has seen this guy drop wide open passes, and and you know where he could have made a, a great play. And Dwayne Haskins really needs this guy to step up if he's going to have some success this you know coming year. And as I'm going to get into in another video, you know, coming pretty soon. Unless the Redskins are really willing to to give up an overpayment like a third-round pick or whatever on a certain tight end coming out of the draft, nobody really in the draft is going to be capable of coming in year one and playing a substantial role for this team. Now, as it stands, they actually have six tight ends on the roster with Jeremy Sprinkle, Logan Thomas, Richard Rogers, Hale Hintgens, Caleb Wilson, and Marcus Ball. Now, obviously, the bottom three there are developmental projects. Logan Thomas could actually be still considered a project himself, even though I feel like his toughness and ability to block is going to keep him in the mix. Sprinkle could be cut if he doesn't show something through camp. I feel like Rivera could show him the door if he continues to drop the ball and show that he is not, you know, an addition to the team. He's a takeaway. Rodgers sky's the limit with Dak Pickup. You know, he he was doing real well in his career before the injury started and before he went to the Eagles. It just seemed like his career went through the, the trash can when he hit the Eagles section. I don't know, he just couldn't stay healthy. Maybe he, got, maybe he played a couple games there. I'm not certain. But this tight end spot is going to be key to this team having any success next season. And I feel like unless these young guys step up, they're going to be real thin at this spot. And Logan Thomas could step up and be the guy they're looking for, but I'm not going to put anything on it. I wouldn't bet money against him to be able to play a significant role, a blocking role, uh, catching passes here and there. Um, But breaking through, I'm not going to put money on it until I see it. Now, moving on to the defensive side of the ball, man, I mean, we are stacked at the defensive end spot, folks. Let's just go on and call it what it is, stacked. Now, if they go out, and get Chase Young in the draft, which pretty much everything's pointing towards that because he's the best player out there, they're going to be set on this defensive line like never seen before. Like, I really don't know what to expect, to be quite honest with you. Now, obviously, you'd have to put Chase Young at the top of this list because you want him and Sweat to be your future. But then you got Ryan Kerrigan there in in third who only needs a few sacks to be able to break the Redskins' all-time record. It's already been stated he's pretty much coming back next year everybody knows it's going to happen because he doesn't want to go anywhere and then you got Matt Ioannidis right behind Kerrigan who led the team in sacks last year and is looking like somebody that's about to bust free those four right there it's like the fearsome foursome and then if you think about it does Jonathan Allen play defensive tackle or does he play defensive end you really got to think about that one real quick because Tim Settle and Deron Payne could play the defensive tackle spots and Allen could shift out and play end as well I mean they're stacked at this spot they really are Now, I agree that Chase Young has the highest ceiling out of anybody in this situation now. Sweat is pretty athletic himself. We don't really know how he's going to do in his uh, step two after his rookie year. It's going to be interesting to watch that one as well. But then the backup roles, you got Caleb Brantley, Jordan Brailford, Nate Orchard, maybe Ryan Anderson. You know, the question mark is going to be around Ryan Anderson this whole year because I feel like he doesn't really fit as you know a a, a strong side or a weak side linebacker you know and and he's definitely not a middle is he a defensive end you know what what is he you know is he gonna have to stack some pounds on I don't know what's gonna happen with Ryan Anderson he's still under contract for another year I actually liked his ability to be able to sure up that side of the line you know when the rush was coming around the end I, I really liked his ability to be able to come around the edge and sure up that edge I really liked it Problem is, is we don't run a three four anymore, so it's going to be interesting to see where does Ryan Anderson fit in. Is he defensive end? Is he a linebacker? What's going to happen here? But the defensive tackle spot is another one that's going to be interesting. You know, like I said before, I think Tim Settle is really good. So, what does the team do at this point? Do they shift Allen over to the end and move Settle, you know, into the starting role of defensive tackle, or does you know do you start Allen and Payne and have Settle coming in to spell him? I don't know, this defensive coordinator is one of the better ones, you know, in the business as far as coordinators go with Jack Del Rio, and he's got weapons on this line, okay? You know, these linebacker spots, obviously there's going to be some debate on that amongst the fans as far as who's going to start where, what's going to happen with each, but until the team releases what they're going to do with the starting roles, this is kind of how I see it projecting, maybe. I don't know, I'm a little confused as to how they're going to use some of these pieces and... And Ruben Foster being in the lineup versus not being in the lineup kind of changes things, in my opinion. But there's some question marks up in here. You know, who plays strong? Who plays weak? Um, I believe that most of us can probably agree that the starting middle linebacker will be between Davis, Hamilton, and Bostic. Kevin Pierre-Lewis will be stuck in there somewhere. A guy will be signed in free agency. Cole Holcomb and Foster could kind of duke it out for the weak side job. I don't really know how that's all going to work out. I'll say it again. I'm not certain that Josh Harvey Clemens even fits on this football team anymore because he really kind of was just like a niche kind of guy anyway that kind of fit into that defense they were using and he ended up getting hurt a lot. Never was really used the correct way in my opinion. Now the secondary poses some of the bigger questions on on the uh, on the roster because we don't really know what we have yet. Fabian Moreau, you know, everybody has thought for the longest time he was being misused inside and he needed to be he used on the outside a lot more. Everybody, I've heard people argue over and over about Fuller and how he should be stuck in the slot position and that's it. Um, I believe that they should move him around because that's kind of what Kansas City did. They moved him around. He played some free safety, he played some outside, some inside. So in my in my humble opinion, I think he could probably play several roles. Uh, maybe he's best in the slot, but I think everybody should understand that he's not the rookie who left here a couple of years ago who could only do certain things. He can do a little bit more, and he's got a little bit more experience underneath of his belt, and that's a good thing, especially the winning experience, something that our roster doesn't know a lot about. we got a lot of young guys on our roster, and they don't know a lot about winning. Um, but behind those two guys, you got Jimmy Moreland, Greg Stroman, Danny Johnson, Simeon Thomas, and Ronald Darby. Now, I'm not going to say that's the, the world's best group, but I think Jimmy Moreland's got nothing but good things ahead of him in his career. And I believe Greg Stroman was actually on his way to showing us what he could bring to the table before he got hurt last year. Same thing with Danny Johnson, who had like a freak injury, ended up being put on uh, injury reserve. Now, Simeon Thomas came in and played a little bit. If you guys may remember, he came over after he got, I believe, cut by Seattle. And then Darby, some big old fat question marks sit next to his name. And that's mainly because we don't really know what to expect out of him. I mean, he showed some promise earlier in his career and then got injured a little bit and then came in with Philly and, man, did he really look that good? Probably not. Philly fans, they have all kinds of nicknames for him and say that he's trash. But, of course, Philly fans say that everybody's trashed. It's not completely 100% perfect. I think, like, Nick Foles was the only person that I haven't heard called trash by every Philly fan. And and there are some fans out there that called Nick Foles trash, too, before he won him a Super Bowl, mind you. But, anyway, I digress. Um, The safety spot, I feel like we got some pieces here now. Now, I'm not saying that if something pops up in the draft that we could you know, excel or, or really, you know, improve this position that we wouldn't make a move. But I feel like they're doing pretty decently here. You know, they brought in Sean Davis. He was the starting free safety for the Pittsburgh Steelers before he got hurt after he got hurt, which caused him to miss the entire season. They went out and traded for Micah Fitzpatrick, who in turn has shown everybody that that kid's really special. Right. So Sean Davis wasn't kept around. You know I mean? It's just how it works. Davis comes here, he's from the area, and his hero is Sean Taylor. So here we go again, right? And behind him is Troy Apke, who I felt like, I've always felt like the Redskins maybe should not have drafted him. They like they looked at him as kind of like one of those those uh, scouting combine warriors, you know, that they really showed out, was really fast, did this well and did that well. And they, they went out there and they drafted him. I'm not even sure if anybody else would have put a, a draft pick on him. But we will, we would know that, you know, because obviously the Redskins took him. I feel like this is his probably last chance to show us what he brings to the table. And then at strong safety. Everybody knows Landon Collins is our starter. But a guy that's shown some um, some promises, Jeremy Reeves. Keep an eye on him. Uh, DeShazer Everett has been our uh, special teams ace And he's been a captain in the special teams, as a matter of fact. And uh, Maurice Smith is back there, a little bit back heavy, a little bit there at the strong spot. I don't feel like they need that many people, especially with Landon, you know, being that dude, and then Everett being the guy that it is, you know, the special teams demon. So I don't know where. I don't see any any changes in the punter and the kicker, by the way, so that's why I didn't put him up here. But I don't know where the team's going to stand on this back end. Obviously, there aren't. Any you know big names whatsoever past Landon Collins, everybody else is a name that you know opposing defenses are going to have issues you know locating. I feel like Fuller's a budding star, and I feel like they paid him to be you know a, a bigger than just a slot guy. So I expect something out of him. I feel like the team could make a move for a cornerback, and that could happen in the draft. Who knows? But they they could probably add another corner into that mix. And if it was a starter, yeah, that would really help because, you know, they can run the nickel and dime package a little bit more, you know, with a little bit more confidence, I'd say. And everybody knows that in the league right now it's all about your sub package. So you need extra guys. That's why Kansas City loved having Fuller because they could move him around. He could be their sub package guy. He could be our sub package guy if we have somebody else to play on the outside. Like if Jimmy Moreland were to step up, that would be ideal. You know, looking at our fatal flaws at left tackle and thin spots at, at tight end, it, it's really hard for me to look at this roster right now and think that we can contend for anything more than five or six wins next season, especially when you look at the rosters of the other teams that we're going to be facing in the NFC East. I mean, Dallas has had monsters on their defensive line, it's just a fact. One that I don't like. Just like anybody else that'd like to hear, the Redskins have to do something with that offensive line. They, they have to. Trent Williams needs to man up. Like, you know, sack up, man. Come back to damn camp or whatever the hell we're going to have this year. Come back. You got one year to play it out. You know, if they want you to show them what you got, I'd be willing to bet you that Rivera is a man of his word and will go on and get a man another shot. But hey, he's almost wore his welcome out. The Redskin fans are ready for it to be over with. One way or the other, you know, case of sora. Like, I'm not gonna make any more videos on a topic. Like that. That's that's how. That's where I'm at. Until a, a decision is made, either plays or he's traded. That's just the way I look at it. I'm not gonna waste any more time on these videos. But, but anyway, that's about all I got today. Y'all take it easy and stay healthy as always. Hell of the Redskins. Peace.